Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Content That Grows. I'm back with Nate Turner. How's it going, Nate? I'm doing well, Derek. It's uh, getting warmer here in the Chicago area, so happy about that. Yeah, it's uh, still warm in Florida, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, so I I wanted to talk about a, a topic today that I I feel like is important. If you're invested in SEO, um, whether you're handling it in-house or you're working with an agency, um, I just kind of want to cover a topic that's related to like amplifying your other pieces of content um, and utilizing a channel like search to make sure we're getting more eyes on your other pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of wanted to start out by you know, kind of getting your opinion on why do you think so much or so often SEO content ends up siloed from like the various types of, of content that SaaS, SaaS companies tend to make? Uh, yeah, I think there's two main reasons. One is that uh, it often has its own workflow and process, you know, whether you're, um, just internally, like you may be working with freelancers uh, on the outside or, you know, an agency, whatever it might be. You kind of have this process that may just be a bit different. It's a little more um, machine-like, I guess, in that you're like consistently moving through a roadmap, uh, whereas some other content, you know, if you're going to do a big video series, you have all kinds of planning and just very different timelines for, you know, a different type of content. So um, I think that the workflow, um, you know, is certainly a big part of it. Um, and then similarly, I think, um, the objective feels very different. I think a lot of times, like, you know, it's, uh, it's much more planned out, you know, the topic clusters you want to create. There's a lot of things that you're trying to accomplish with that. And so, um, I think it can, if you're not working to keep it integrated, it can start to to be separated off from um, from the rest of, of the content marketing and, and really start to feel outside of that. And I would guess I'd add a bonus third, which is not a great thing, which is that some people view SEO content as just for bots or search engines, which is um, ridiculous because that, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's actually people. And, and we've said before, like every interaction with your company is a brand interaction. And um, so I would say that's probably a third, um, that sometimes it's intentional and it, and that obviously shouldn't be. Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I feel like it's a, sometimes it's a natural evolution, right? Like, um, even when I think about like planning our own marketing efforts and the different types of content we produce from the podcast to kind of some of our keyword focused blogs, um, it's just like, how busy am I? Have I like connected these two pieces? I mean, it helps to go in, like you said, with like a plan to have, have it all integrated. So at least I know, um, Hey, I want to create this written form piece of content. And then I'm, I'm going to have something on the same topic in video format. And so I'm getting them up on the website. And then a lot of times I'm just not following through on the integration between the two things until I have you know, kind of time to like reorganize the website and go through and, um, that aspect. Um, I've also noticed, yeah, I would, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. Oh, I was just going to say, I, the other thing I've 
to kind of line up with your workflow piece is like, I noticed that a lot of times, like when we, as an agency are introduced to a company that like sometimes their first move is to kind of like move us into the role of like, just build on this blog, you know, like do whatever. And then we have to kind of circle back around and be like, no, we, we noticed you had all of this like really interesting content and you talk about like very interesting topics with good search intent. Um, in a way that you want to, we should be integrating these strategies, but like some of the times the natural inclination when you're outsourcing, um, creates that silo. And then of course you, you do just have the teams where they maybe are less experienced or, um, they're just not thinking about it. And, uh, the website just ends up siloed like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, to clarify, I think that from a process and systems standpoint, um, it is beneficial to have separate lanes. Um, you do not want every blog post to have to be reviewed by you know eight different people and go through five different rounds of revisions. And you know, let's have a brainstorm of what we want this blog post to be about as a committee. You know, we don't you don't want that type of uh, effort there like you would on, hey, let's do one big annual data report. Yes, let's be much more intentional. Let's get a lot of viewpoints, all that stuff. So I think processes and systems wise, they should uh, certain, you know, and it's not just SEO content necessarily, but just different content types and different objectives should have um, a lane to operate in so that you can have your own process and systems. And then st- the strategy is where you have to have it needs to be cohesive. You need to have alignment, collaboration. Um, and that's where I think that you miss the mark and then you end up kind of on an island, um, which is unhealthy. For sure. I think that that bridges nicely into the next point, which is like, um, you know, how, how should companies be thinking about their optimized content in your opinion, in relation to these, um, you know, other content assets and, and distribution channels. Yeah. So I think there's a, like two sides of the same coin point on this one, uh, part of it is we often say like organic searches is, is just a distribution channel. You know, so we talk about, you know, when we create content with clients, like there's an opportunity to not just like put it up there in like, you know, hope it ranks and drives organic performance you can utilize that to distribute in many other channels. We've talked about this many times, newsletters, you know, sales enablement, social, all that. So there's, that's one side of it. And the other side is, um, the opposite, which is like, well, don't just see a video as a video or, you know, data report as a data report. Um, and, and like, you don't want to try to go like force those things to be overly optimized for search, but, you can still take a search mindset and say, what are things we can do or build around this to be able to actually tap into the intent with search and bring people to this in a way that the video, if you're just dependent on people going to that page on your site or finding on YouTube, now you've tapped into a bunch of people that are looking for information like that and a way to bring them to that content. So I think that there's, like I said, two sides to that same coin and in thinking about it in a more, uh, multi-channel approach. Yeah. I, what comes to mind for me is that like, 
so much of the kind of like the most robust, most like customized, fully built large content resources um, are just fundamentally not able to be optimized for search. Um, so it's really hard to rank a podcast or a webinar page, um, even your newsletters to, to rank and like use that distribution channel. Yeah. But we know we can with consistency sort of control and build audience with a search engine. Um, and so a lot of times I, I think one of the biggest strengths of the whole thing is like, well, we know we can leverage this channel to get more people to see some of these assets that were really expensive and that are talking about yes. some of those, those topics that we like were able to articulate in a, what we feel is a really interesting way. Um, but maybe we couldn't weave that into like this coherent long form piece that was optimized for search. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's where like, you know, two examples that come to mind for me. One is, as you were saying with the podcast, like instead of trying to, you know, do something magical with like your title tags and headline on the podcast episode page, um, you know, there's an opportunity to actually create an optimized post, you know, blog post on your site, or you maybe it fits inside of a larger topic cluster, but that that is like actually optimized for search. It is satisfying the intent of the search, but then now you have the ability to embed that post in there versus trying to force that. And then similarly, uh, and we even did this a bit, um, you know, five, six, seven years ago, which was like, well, let's stop trying to rank, you know, this like ebook download page that's just like 500 words and and a form. <laughs> And let's actually just create content that goes a bit into that topic and then has a very natural segue into the ebook. What and you know, and now whether you gate it or ungate it, like that's up to you. But um there's still that same process of don't try to necessarily optimize that particular asset uh or the page that's on, but like create something that's truly tied to the intent and then lead them to that. Yeah. 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 It almost, it can function almost as like a landing page for that asset. That's also educational. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think the last, the last part I would add is it, if you're running kind of this blog article strategy, like all of that content is also kind of bolstering your own like experience on your blog. So like now you're not just creating a blog and those pages rank and people go to it and it's educational. Like all of a sudden the entire experience of being on your blog is different. So like you're now the company that it's like, oh, if I go here, I land on this blog, I like what I'm reading, but I also get to watch something. And it's usually, and this is just like a personal opinion, but like the video content that's the best or like the podcast that's the best is like related to that topic but it gives you like a better angle, a more unique angle or perspective or like maybe a hotter take on the actual yeah. part. So it's like the entire ecosystem really starts to work together a little better. Yeah, I I completely agree. And that's a huge part of, well, two things. One, like just creating that experience where you're building trust with your brand. Like 
that's a big part of it. Not like, oh, that was a good blog post, and now I go on my way, but kind of like pulling them in deeper into your um, ecosystem, I think is is important. And then similarly, that is yet again a big part of the um, the overall like search ranking. All that is like when the search engine sees they search for something, they read your content stayed on your site, like all of that, you know, went deeper, then that's a signal that like, Hey, they found what they were looking for. This is good. This should be here. So like you could have really, 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 you know, optimized to a T content and people may not stay as long on your site. If you're not, you know, creating those paths or like ways to, to integrate deeper. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think it works well on multiple fronts. I, um, I just think I remember a, was it our it was our multi multimedia episode um, when you and Kevin were talking about kind of like reorganizing and like rethinking content and content types at Sprout and so yeah. I I think it I I'd be curious you know was there a time when your team you know made a concerted effort to sort of utilize the different types of content on the website or kind of rethink the way um, the way you were leveraging SEO because you guys were so dominant in that space and Sprout still mm-hmm. is um, around something like this? Yeah, I think, um, you know, related to some of the examples we've given so far, there wasn't, probably wasn't as much just because we actually did not do until kind of like, you know, maybe 2018, 2019, like uh, towards the end of my time there, we didn't really have a ton of video content and there was not a podcast to my knowledge. I don't, I don't they may not even, still might not have a podcast. So, um, so some of those content formats weren't even really available as like the most logical, like let's embed this here. Sure. Um, but I think there was definitely an effort to start to build around, uh, we did like the, uh, the Sprout Index, which is like a data report twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understanding ahead of time, hey, what's the topic gonna be about this year or you know, for the, the next issue so that you could start to understand what are some search topics you might be able to build around and, and weave into that. Um, and then certainly you know, around like guides and webinars, I think we're, we're big um, in terms of knowing the topic and having content there to lead into it. Um, and the other was just that, uh, we started building like rearranged a bunch of stuff to create topic clusters. So it literally was like, uh, you know, domain slash topic slash whatever, like enterprise social media or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of a manual effort of like, Hey, we have thousands of blog posts, guides, case studies, like all this stuff, like let's go basically pull in and, and create topic cluster they were a little more like hubs i guess um Mm -hmm. but that was definitely an opportunity to say for someone like hey you want to kind of explore this topic we've now pulled everything across multiple content formats into this this page and then obviously created some optimized text on those pages too um so i'd say that's a couple examples there um and then even in my some of my like early consulting had some opportunities with a couple clients to do some similar stuff um, where they did have video and, and podcast type of content that we're able to, to kind of pull in and, 
and actually embed within the content. It was super helpful. For sure. Did you notice any like tangible results from, from those efforts? Um, I think the, the biggest, like most obvious was just the time on site, um, you know, or like, you know, number of pages in per session, things like that, that were just an indication of increased engagement, uh, with the content. I think we're the biggest. And then the, the, the topic pages were highly successful in terms of increasing search traffic, but that was also just kind of the extremely early edge of topic clusters and that model. So it just was working really well at the point, at that point in time with kind of where the algorithms were for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think of, um, a couple of our clients, I mean, one, we know visible, um, has used their webinars to embed on podcasts. And even in our case study, they mentioned, um, the growth and downloads and views of those webinars, which led to, um, you know, more trials, things like that. Um, and then I also think sort of within what you were saying about like guides and embeds, um, we have another, uh, client who's done a really nice job of using their, their like template section, um, and embedding those as like a, a more impactful CTA within the articles. Um, and in working that account, I, I remember pulling the like analytics, um, when we were kind of getting started and noticing like, oh, when, when you have this sort of integrated content, that's when people try your product. Right. And it was like that template usually was like a template light version of whatever they needed to do. Um, and even using fairly like strong requirements, which was like, oh, if you want to download this template asset, you're going to have to sign up, was actually moving people to sign up, um, which is more aggressive than I think a lot of people might want to be, but it it was working and the team was comfortable with the way it was working. So um, yeah, those were some of the, the things that I've seen in the real world where like this application really works. And then obviously like our own website. Um, you know, for like our content briefs post, it's like when that one started ranking and then it ended up in Alayda Salas's newsletter, things like that. All of a sudden we'd embedded our video about creating quality content and our podcast episode. And that is now like our most viewed video. Like it shot up the number of downloads, people subscribe right. to us, etc. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very noticeable impact there. Um, the one other thing I was going to mention is I think there's also just a good opportunity um, to really, you know, if, if your company has any sort of research already created uh, and completed around like jobs to be done for your customers, I think that becomes another really good way to think about, you know, organizing and tying some of those embeds in. Um, so it doesn't always have to be like, this is a blog post on this topic and here's the podcast about this exact topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you can pull together a number of things that are related to what someone is trying to accomplish. So like what you said with the template, I think that fits that very well. Um, and really understanding that versus like, oh, we should you know, teach them all about this topic and we should teach them all about this topic because we have a lot to say on it. But understanding 
what are they actually trying to accomplish? What do we have on that topic? Pull it all together across multiple formats. Yeah, for sure. Is there, um, is there like a particular content type that you're bullish on now? Like in 2023, as far as like embeds and CTAs or like things you think work well for an integrated content approach? Um, I feel as though, you know, we've talked, talked about it a bit already, but like video and, and podcast, I think are probably the most engaging. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that it can, you can kind of shift from reading about a topic to you know, listening or, you know, or listening and watching. Um, and so certain things just might be you know, whatever, like I'm reading about how to build a comp plan for, you know, a go-to-market team or something like that. And there's an embed and you can actually just gain a ton more context, you know, finish reading that and then listen to the episode or watch the video. And perhaps even in like a three or four minute uh, video, you can kind of increase then the amount, like now that you have that foundation in that context now you can really like amplify it so i feel like those are great like i said just because you don't have to to keep reading uh, <laughs> versus other formats which is just shifting to another type of reading yeah yeah i um i tend to agree i listed the the same and then i guess the only other thing i would add and this has to do with like their model of sales is like we have a client who really they they kill it with email marketing like that's their almost their entire motion for generating sales um and so i i think that's like an underutilized depending on like how you and this is more of a direct to consumer play is like that newsletter sign up across all of their blog posts is yeah killing it um and so just like data wise it would be hard for me not to recommend like if you've got a newsletter if or you're running like a fairly sophisticated or robust email um strategy then uh making that somehow integrating that within your your search engine optimized content as a cta is, is going to help kill it yeah yeah i think it's a great addition Cool. Well, anything else you want to add on this topic? Um, I think just maybe kind of a bit of a summary, which would just be, uh, as I was saying before, I think that there's, there's opportunities to leverage search to bring the right audience to these big pieces of content you've created or, or important pieces of content for your company. Um, that are outside of just optimizing the page that it's on. And I think that, um, you, like I said, kind of organizing by use case or the job to be done or some of those uh, types, I think is really effective. I guess one other quick example would be, um, and maybe maybe I've talked about this before, I can't remember, at, at some point along the way uh, at Sprout kind of realized like, hey, we have a bunch of feature pages around what the product does and you know why that's beneficial to you. So there was 
publishing page and an engagement page and a monitoring page and an analytics page. Um, but it was a multi social platform channel, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all that. And so, um, at some point it just sort of clicked that like, Hey, if you're, if you're really coming to understand, like, what does this do for Twitter? Or what does this do for Instagram? It's actually very, you have to read every single page and sort of like make mental note of where we talk about those. And so, um, and I guess that was just another example of like pivoting a little bit. And also like, in addition to those creating like Twitter management page, uh, Facebook management, and really just kind of going like for that social channel end to end, what's everything you can do. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's sort of that perspective applied to your content of like, well, here's all these things we've created and they're sort of disparate, but like, what are some of the most common things that we would want someone to be able to go end to end, you know, and just spend like two days consuming all this content that we've, we've uh, created and just making sure it's like, put into one place that they can really find it. And so that might be a category filter or some sort of filter on a resources page. Mm -hmm. It could just be, you know, a dedicated hub, you know, like your URL slash whatever that topic is. Um, You know, there's a lot of ways you can accomplish it, but um, I think that creating that way for someone to, to engage sort of end to end, I think is, is critical. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, it can be really challenging uh, to like, you know, I have this with, um, and I haven't really tried to do this on their site, but like Impactable, I love their LinkedIn content, um, their educational side of it. And they do both a ton of video and blog. Uh, but sometimes I get caught up in the like, oh, this is in chronological order. And uh, I want this laid out and like, here's where my company is at you know, as, as like a size yeah. and the type and et cetera. Um, yeah. So creating either a resource that's going to like bridge that gap for you and like fill it all out. Or like you said, organizing, um, some way of navigating the website or filtering. So that it's like, Oh, I can like, here's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, what's well, great chat with you today on this um thanks for listening if you'd like to um check out any other episodes please visit 10speed.io slash podcast i have the whole um, library there and please subscribe uh follow on apple spotify any platform you choose uh so you can get to the next episodes when they drop uh until next time um thanks for listening thanks Derek. yep thanks